Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Third Down Podcast. This is our fifth episode. Uh, to start off today, we got an exciting announcement, then we're going to go into our college football recap and our NFL recap. Then we'll get back into our Dogs of the Week, just like last week. And then this week, something new, we're doing Can't Lose Parlays. So that's that. And then we're going to finish up with Too Good to Be True, because that was a hit last time. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. We got our, let me say it, I'm going to go ahead and announce it now, our brand new two permanent co-hosts with me. We got Mal Leonard. Give it up for Mal Leonard real quick. What's up? How about the dogs? We're doomed. Yep. And then we got, of course, the wonderful Noah Bartu as other co-host. Woo-woo! Let's yep. go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, boys. Welcome. You guys are official hosts now. There's going to be a normal thing about every week. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Pretty excited. I'm very excited to keep on talking about college football mainly because, like we've talked about before, don't really know the NFL, but college, we're locked in, we're loaded, and we are ready to go. Dogs dogs are screwed. Dogs are screwed. Let's not get into that right now. I'm I'm sorry, man. I just have to. We'll get there in a second, boys. We'll get there in a second. Okay, let's dive into our first game, first big game. This happened on Friday night. We have Illinois versus number nine, Wisconsin. Holy crap. Wisconsin's quarterback. Mm. Fantastic. Stud. Stud. Wisconsin wins out in 45-7. to They look dominant. This kid can sling it, and he is pretty damn accurate. Mm -hmm. I don't know why why he wasn't starting in the first place. Mm. The man is clearly better. So obviously there's some things going on at practice that we do not see, but man, he was thoroughly impressive against Illinois on Friday. Yeah, he, 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 uh, he killed it. He definitely killed it. Uh, so great win for Wisconsin there, but let's go ahead and talk about this. He did test positive yes. for COVID-19, so he's yeah, he going to be playing next week. How big of an effect do we think that's going to have on this Wisconsin team? I mean, they can establish a run game and just get little dink check down passes for their backup, whoever that be. I think they can pull it out. Who are they playing again? Uh, Wisconsin plays Nebraska. Nebraska. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine without them. I think so as well. Nebraska was impressive first half of the Ohio State game, but I'm not convinced by them yet. Ohio State's going to Ohio State. We'll get to that in a second. Next game, let's talk about it. Uh, North Carolina versus North Carolina State. UNC bounces back after, like we said, a humiliating loss to Florida State the week before. They dropped down to 15th in rankings, but they come out and put an ass whooping on NC State, 48 to 21. Yes. Good back, bounce that big from uh, big Mac bounce back. Yeah, I mean, y'all didn't th- y'all didn't think it was going to happen last week. I mean, I'm just saying. I told y'all I didn't. they were going to bounce back. I told y'all Max got that team pointing the right direction. They slipped against FSU, but they are headed in the right direction. They looked good. They did look good. They did. Uh, the quarterback played a lot better this week than he did last week. Yes. And, okay, let's go ahead and talk about, like we talked about earlier, Ohio State versus Nebraska. Justin Fields, I think it was like 20 for out of 21. Don't say mm-hmm. that name. Oh, yeah. 
Mal's having Georgia Georgia flashback. Uh, he, he wants he wants Mr. Fields to come back to Athens. Title Hope's just sitting in sitting in Columbus, Ohio right now. Mm. Yeah, they are. I definitely like I definitely think Ohio State's uh my I don't know if I'll, I'll put them above Clemson yet, but I definitely think they're the number two. What a, what a game, though. Did y'all see the bad beat for the under – I mean, for the over at the end of that game? Mm-hmm. Yes, God, we if did. You, if you had the under in that game, you just, you just got to hate it. Your heart's I will say, Ohio State's offense looked spectacular against Nebraska, but I wasn't fully convinced by their defense. Normally, they have a very dominant defense, and I did not see that. They lost a now, bunch it was, of big it was playmakers. One. They lost yes, a bunch they did of lose playmakers. a lot of – yeah, they did. Um, so we'll see how they play against Penn State. I think the number one thing they're missing on defense is a guy. You know, like the mm-hmm. past couple of years, they've had they've that had guy on defense. You know, whether it's Joey guy. Bosa or right. Chase Young or Chase Young. So I think I think uh, that guy will come forward as the season progresses. But right now, I don't see anybody that no. is like that quality of a player on their defense. I agree. Before. Yep. Okay. And uh, let's talk about Oklahoma versus TCU. Good bounce back win for Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler looked way better in this game. Do you think he's going to con- continue to progress as fastly as he is throughout the season, or do you think he'll regress as we go on? I don't think he's going to be any Heisman contending quarterback. Um, I think he'll get a little better. I don't think he's going to regress at all. I mean, because I think it's hard to progress or regress under Lincoln Riley. I mean, he's just such a good coach. In the Big 12, too. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I mean, think that they are a like outback bowl type of team. Nothing yeah. special, but not bad. Right. And right. I think maybe, maybe, maybe we'll a just sugar kind of average. Maybe, maybe a sugar, sugar bowl, bowl if Oklahoma State goes to the playoff. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree. But uh all right, let's keep going with the whole Big Twelve thing we're got, got going on here. Kansas State absolutely thumps Kansas fifty five fourteen. No surprise there. Kansas State is proving to be one of the better teams in the Big 12. What do we like them to finish at at the end of the year here? Going to be honest with you, I've not kept up with Kansas, the Kansases. Uh, Kansas State looks pretty good. Let's go to their record real quick, and let's talk about who they have beating, beaten. Um, so, obviously, they dropped their first game versus Arkansas State, and I think that was just a little punch in the face to get them started. But then that next week – they beat Oklahoma. Then the week after that, they beat Texas Tech. And then last week, they beat TCU. And, of course, this past Saturday, they beat Kansas. I think a real test for them is this upcoming week. They have uh, West Virginia, so I think that will be a real tell sign for them. Do they play Oklahoma uh, I, State this year? Um, I think they're on opposite sides. I think they do wrong. play. They play November 11th. Oh, okay. That's, oh, okay. that's mark your calendar. Mark your calendars down there. Yeah, it is a good game. So, I like Kansas State. Um, I think that between them and uh, Oklahoma State, that's who's going to win the Big 12 this year. Yeah. So I, I think we should keep an eye on them for sure. Yep. Yep, really not too much to say about that game. Uh, let's talk about probably the, the matchup of the week for Big 12, Oklahoma State versus Iowa State. Uh, Oklahoma State barely slides by, 24-21. Chubba Hubbard had a great game. He is who we thought he is. He's yes. a great player. He is. Now let's talk about this though. That game they, did push. It did push, but mm-hmm. pushed. But I think that it is maybe telling that I, I, Iowa State kept that close with them because I, I think Oklahoma State's a far more talented team, and I think it should have been. I think they should have won by at least ten. So I don't really know. I think Oklahoma State is probably in the eight or ninth rank for me. I don't put them in top seven just yet. 
I think as the AP, you have to, though. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, I think their hand is kind of forced, but overall, yeah. I think I think here in the next few weeks, they'll fall out. So Iowa State was very impressive. They were. I will have to say, they looked really put together for mm-hmm. Iowa State. They're always a team that is good and will give any big team a challenge, but they really pushed it. I mean, if you look at their only other loss, too, it's at the start of the year against the Raging Cajuns. And mm-hmm. I think they've proven they're a pretty good football team, too. Yeah, so I don't have. I don't see any reason why Iowa State isn't up, you know, up close to close to breaking into a top-tier team there but in that conference in the Big 12, but I don't know. I think Oklahoma State this year is the team to beat. Agreed. Uh, next game. Upset alert, whoop, whoop, upset alert. Indiana takes down Penn State in what might be the most controversial call we'll have all year in overtime. He was in. I See, I don't think he was in. I don't, I think, don't think that he was either. If you look at it objectively, not having a call on the field, if you were just to look at that play and not know what the call on the field was, you would say that he was out. Right. But, man, that was one of the craziest plays in college football that we have had in three years. And what a game it was uh, yeah, to start uh, out for both teams. And you, Right. And, you know, it takes me back. Mal, I, I, this play reminded me. Do you remember when Georgia and Tennessee went overtime? Yes, and Tennessee fumbled it. back. Big Howard fumbled it. Yes. Which negated the touchdown and yes. you know, became a touchback. I saw a little bit of that, but I, I think nine times out of ten, this call gets called. You know, he's short of the goal line, but uh, they got lucky. Indiana wins that. I'm not bought in Indiana. I don't no. think they were a great team last year. I don't think they're a good team this year. I just think Penn State has regressed since last year. Yeah, I think that Indiana they were Lucky dominated me. the whole game. I think Penn State had about forty minutes of possession that game, yeah. and that is ridiculous that they threw the game away because of turnovers, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a pretty game, um, but Indiana got it done. I guess that's that's what all that matters though. So Indiana scrapes by. They're ranked seventeenth now. Penn State falls from eight to eighteenth. Uh, let's. Go. I'm not going to talk about the Alabama Tennessee game. I don't want to. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah, what, what no we, there's nothing to say. Alabama. The only thing is Nick Saban's everybody's daddy. I mean that's that's about it. And I, you know, you guys know my father is a huge. You know, Jeremy Pruitt supporter. But I think I think this weekend broke him. He texted me, and I didn't expect to get this text, but he said Jeremy Pruitt isn't the guy. Wow. So if Big Timbo's out on him, I think Knoxville's out on Jeremy Pruitt. I disagree. But, but meanwhile, 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 you have the head coach, what was his name? Shiano, Greg Shiano at Rutgers that Tennessee fan just threw to the wolves whenever y'all wanted to hire him. And that dude is winning massive games at Rutgers at He's Rutgers. Won one. At He's Rutgers. Won one. He's won one. Hey. Well, this is his second stint at Rutgers. He did very well in his first stint. That's what I'm saying. Now he's back, and he started it out with a bang. He started out with a massive bang. And Tennessee fans threw him to the wolves, said they didn't want him. So, (sighs) I guess we'll we'll see how it plays out. But uh, that's how it's going right now. All right, Bar 2, let's go to your team. Let's talk about Michigan. Huge win over Minnesota. They beat the brakes off them. Astounding offensive performance. What are your thoughts on that game? I thought that Joe Milton did exactly what he needed to do in his first game as the starting quarterback at Michigan. Zero turnovers on the night. He didn't do anything flashy. 
but he did what he needed to do. And I was thoroughly impressed by our establishment of the run game. And I just think that this was exactly the type of game that Michigan needed to start out the season. The defense looked a little shaky. I will say Don Brown's defense. I'm not totally bought in anymore. Too much man-to-man coverage. Those crossing routes are too easy for Team 6 expose. But it was just an all-around great team win. It was. Well, it was a good win. And you mentioned the defense being shaky, but defense all around college football has been shaky this year. And who would have thought the Big 12 would probably have the best all-around defense as a conference in college football this year? I disagree yeah. totally. I think it will always yeah. be the SEC. I mean, the SEC, yeah, but, I mean, if you look at points that are being put up now, of course, the SEC offenses are powerhouses now. SEC offenses are starting to look more and more like those Big 12 offenses. But, I mean, if you look at the likes of Oklahoma State, Iowa State, um, who else in there is absolutely going off defensively? Texas sucks. Texas just all around sucks. Yeah. I'm with Bar, too. I think the SEC defense is better here, but uh, definitely not as high in score. I think – I think the offenses are not as powerful in the Big 12 as they have been. I think think that's the illusion that you're getting, that the defenses might be better. I just think the offenses are not that great. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the reason I say – I mean, you just don't see as many 60 to 70 games in the Big 12 as you were seeing in the past. And and that's because Oklahoma is having a down year. That is true. Yep, that is true. That is very true. They did put up majority of those those kind of games, mm-hmm. but uh, let's let's move to the ACC for this one game: uh, Virginia versus Miami, nineteen to fourteen. Miami barely gets a win over uh, not a great Virginia team. Miami is definitely regressing as the season goes on. It's not good for Miami right now. And I don't know if it'll ever be good. They can always get the recruits. They just cannot find the coach that they need. Firing Mark Rick was a massive, massive blow for them. Mark Rick is a consistent mm-hmm. eight to nine win coach. He's not going to win you any national championships, but that dude is going to be very consistent. He's going to bring in good players. And I, I just think Miami has this illusion that they're somewhat living in the old days, that they're going to be contending for titles within the next five to ten years. And I just don't see that happening. No. I think they need a coach that's going to rebuild them, bring in the players they need before they go out and make the right head coaching change. And I think whenever Mark Rick left, that was just kind of a blow for them. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's all we got to say about that game. This is the last game we're going to talk about in college football. But this was a sleeper game. Not all the people – not a lot of people watch this game, but uh, Cincinnati versus uh, SMU. SMU, I thought would put up more of a fight. They got absolutely bitch slapped by Cincinnati, forty-two to thirteen. Cincinnati is now ranked seventh. Is that too high or too low for Cincinnati? I think that's just about right. They have proved that they belong in the top ten, um, and I think it's ridiculous that they were underdogs against SMU. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I think that uh, you know, obviously, look at you know the history. SMU got shut down. Got the program dissolved for a few years. Now they're back. It's a great story. I think that's why they were ranked so high. Uh, they de- they definitely are do have a dangerous offense, but I don't think they can keep up with with uh, bigger teams like Cincinnati. I agree. All right, and that's all. That's all we're doing for our college football recap. And now let's move into our NFL recap. Ooh. Crazy week in NFL. <clears throat> Crazy. Crazy games all around. Mm-hmm. 
some some outcomes we didn't expect. Uh, but let's talk about it. First game, let's talk about the Thursday night game on the 22nd. Giants versus the Eagles. Danny Dimes got tied shoelaces a little bit tight. <laughs> The He's sniper, sniper on the roof. <laughs> Dude, let's talk about it. he was moving twenty one. He was moving eight miles an hour. That is flying. that is up there. That is up there, man. I think that's the fastest speed in the NFL right now. Uh, that's no. been quarterback, quarterback since two thousand eighteen. That is yeah. correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, but speaking of speed. I'm gonna go ahead and get out of the way. DK Metcalf yes. was recorded at 22.68 miles. Not, not only not only was recorded at 22.68, he was recorded at 22.68 for probably about 40 to 50 yards. 50 yards. That guy. That is, is ridiculous. That is he, unbelievable. You know, besides Megatron, I think athletically he has to be the most dominant dominant wide receiver we've He's seen. Massive. In a very long time. Oh He's yeah. Massive. How does a big guy move that fast? I mean, this dude it's could be scary. a tight end. He's that big. He, it's scary. It's oh, really- and I. I wasn't fully convinced by him even after his combine, but man, he is really proving to show that he is a legit player in the NFL right now. Yep. But uh, let's get back to the Giants and the Eagles game. Obviously, that division's horrible. So oh, it's a battle of the trash cans on Thursday night in prime time. Um, Eagles pull it out barely. Boston Scott, great job on my fantasy team. You a little backup running back. He's only like five five, like a hundred. 40 pounds, I think. He's a tiny guy, but he did good. Caught the game-winning game winning touchdown. Eagles pulled that one out by a little bit. Do we still like the Eagles to win now? Yeah. Or do we still think Cowboys? Especially after Andy Dalton just got his head bashed into the ground and just his soul removed from his body. Definitely, definitely think the Eagles are probably the favorites now. Yeah, Eagles 100%. Yeah, yeah. All right, next game, let's talk about the Saints versus the Panthers. Michael Thomas didn't play again. Does anybody know why? Uh, I don't think he punched anybody in the face. You think um, it's just carrying over from that? that I, I mean, it has to be. Yeah, it, it just has to be. I mean, the Saints are proving they can win without him, so, I mean. Uh... Yep, they barely get it done over the Panthers, 27-24. Panthers aren't a bad team this year, though. Panthers mm-hmm. are not a bad team. I think they've just had a pretty tough schedule so far. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, when they get McCaffrey either, and I think McCaffrey's back at practice this week. He is. Uh, I think he yesterday was his first practice, so I think that's huge for them. I think that might be the spark they need to start winning some big games. Yeah, it's massive. Now, I mean, he does have a quick turnaround. They do play Thursday night against the Falcons, so that'll be – I don't think we'll see him this week. And if we do see him, it'll be limited. It'll be very, very limited, but – it's good news. I don't think I need them this week for the no, Falcons. God, no, you don't. Hell, you can beat the Falcons with a Pee Wee football team. Yes. <laughs> Just about. Uh, next game, let's talk about the Bills versus the Jets. Jets had this one in the bag for most of the game. Uh, the Jets scored the only touchdown of the game, by the way. Uh, the Bills were all field goals. All field goals. And they still managed to win. The Jets are showing a little bit of life, but I think the Bills uh, kind of came in sleeping on them, got punched in the mouth. Obviously, didn't throw or score any touchdowns on their offense side of the ball, but they did enough to win. I they guess did enough to win. And shout out to Tyler Bass, the former former Georgia Southern kicker. That dude is legit. Georgia Southern's produ- okay. You got to look. Georgia Southern's produced some pretty damn good kickers in the NFL. You got Young Young and the Falcons, and now you got Tyler Bass, who basically just won the game for the Bills. So Georgia Southern's uh, producing kickers. Extremely sore. Oh yeah, extremely and his, sore. And his back, his back's gonna be pretty sore too. Yep, he was six for eight on field goals, and his long was 50, 53 and He put up all eighteen of the jet uh, excuse <laughs> me, field points. So great game for him there. Uh, next game, let's talk about it: the Browns versus the Bengals. 
OBJ, of course. I think this is, it has it's Baker's fault. OBJ tore his ACL uh, trying to tackle a guy that picked off Baker. Uh, he's done for the year. How much of an impact do we think that's going to have on the Browns? I don't think it will have a huge one. Obviously, that's Baker's main target, but he still has Jarvis Landry to throw to, um, and they still have an okay running game. So I don't think it's that big of an impact, but I think that this might decide the fate of OBJ leaving the Browns yeah. at the end of the year. I, I do. I do. I, just, I, do I, just, don't, I just don't know where he's going to end up. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know who nec- – I mean, obviously there's some teams that want him, but I don't know. I, I, I know he's going to want a lot of money, and I don't know who's going to fork over that much money. Speaking yeah. of OBJ, he got banned from LSU, all LSU facilities. <laughs> Yes, he did. Oh, man. Money under the table. You love to see it. <laughs> you just can't walk into a locker room and hand kids money. Yeah, no, it wasn't even a locker room. It was on the field, dude. It was on the field. He was slipping them money. I mean, what uh, What was the man thinking? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Just idiotic. And then they but tried to say it was like Monopoly money or something like that. Yeah, they tried yeah, to say it was like out of here with that. that you really stupid. think that people are gonna con- gonna actually believe that? Come on now. <sighs> Ridiculous. Uh let's talk about the Bengals. Joe Burrow and AJ Green are starting to find their little their little uh mojo. Mm-hmm. The Bengals just cannot do enough to win games though right now. They're struggling on that. But Joe Burrow is playing his ass off. He's doing he great is. for a rookie. Now let's go ahead and talk about this. Who are your offensive rookie of the year top candidates? That's. I think Joe Burrow is up there for me. I, I, yeah, I would. I would go Burrow one, Herbert two, Herbert two. Mm-hmm. Now the third spot, that's where it gets iffy. Uh, but I think if Tua has a good enough year, he could probably finish there. Yeah, but I mean, I think Herbert and Burrow. I think they're almost neck and neck at this point. Oh no, forget that. I would put Clyde Edwards. Clyde Lair. Edwards Lair. Oh, he man. has been he fantastic, slotted into that Kansas City offense. He has. He's done great. He has. And I mean, I thought I thought they were idiots for passing over DeAndre Switch with that thirty-first pick, but it's turning out they knew something. Yeah, they knew yep. something we didn't. Now, then again, if you slot DeAndre Swift in that same role, I mean, with Kansas City's offense, I think almost anybody can be slotted in there and mm-hmm. do just as good. But God, Claude edwards Lair has just been amazing. I just hope the addition of Le'Veon Bell doesn't take away too many carries from uh, edwards Lair. and it certainly might. But yeah, I don't know if it will. I think that they might trust in Hilaire right now and only have a few touches here and there for Le'Veon to begin with. Yeah. Right, right. And I think they'll phase him in slowly, but I still like Edward Hilaire as their one running back. <laughs> and uh, all right, let's talk about the next game. Cowboys versus the Washington football team. Absolute pounding, pounding of the Cowboys team. Couldn't do anything on offense. Couldn't do anything on defense. No offensive line. No Ezekiel Elliott. No Dak Prescott. Uh, they're falling. They're falling apart. And obviously, I wrote an article about this a few days yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. They have to get something done before the trade. They have on to. either side of the ball to help themselves out. But how dirty was that hit? It it was pretty dirty, but obviously he didn't get suspended. I don't think he should have got. I don't suspended. think he should have got. Ejection, it, was, ejection was enough for that. Ejection yeah, percent was enough. Yeah, the but, Cowboys are just a dumpster fire, and I honestly don't know if this season is even worth sal- salvaging. How do you say that word? Salvage. Salvaging. Yeah, yeah you got it right. Salvaging. You got it right. Yeah, there we go. And there you we go. Baby. Yep. Um, I think that they just need to stick with what they got and hope for a good draft pick. But who do they take? I mean, they have Dak. I think they got to draft somebody on the, either on the offensive line or on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I agree. Because offensive line, they're all they're all beaten to hell. They're in shambles <sighs> right now. Obviously, they have C.D. Lamb, yes, Amari Cooper, so they don't need help on the receivers. They got a quarterback in Dak Prescott. If they give him mm-hmm. the money, they got a running back in Ezekiel Elliott. So I think it's yeah. either offensive line or absolutely anywhere on the defense. <laughs> anywhere on the defense, most likely the secondary, but anywhere. Yeah. If you watch them, they're not getting any pressure, though. I mean, an edge rusher would be nice for them. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't they still seen have, anyone really um, in college that could fill that role for them. Yeah, I don't know. That goes, I, I mean, that goes back to defenses not being as strong this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be – it's definitely right. going to be an interesting draft class. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, obviously, Trevor Lawrence. But there are some whispers going around that he stays for his fifth year. But really? I can't see that happening. I can't see that happening. No. There's no Just way. Just because he doesn't, he doesn't want to go to a crappy team. But, obviously, you're going to go to a crappy team's number one pick. So, it doesn't yeah. matter if he's played another year or not. Right. And oh. who knows? They might go with Fields. Yeah. I, I Honestly, if Justin Fields can play like he did yesterday the rest of the season, he might get taken over, over Lawrence. Yeah. I certainly would take him. Agreed. Uh, next game, let's talk about it. Oh God! Yeah, we're we're getting we're there here. now. Lion, we're here. Your we're stop here. is here. Lions, <laughs> Lions over the Falcons. Oh, twenty-three to twenty-two. Todd Gurley brain fart cost him the game. Good in fantasy though. Good in fantasy. Isaac, our good friend Isaac had yeah. uh, you know Todd Gurley in fantasy. Good for fantasy. Not so good for the team overall. But obviously, my favorite part of that whole thing was the. <laughs> on Arthur Blank's face from what I could oh, tell man. just absolute depression I think I think what a lot of people have skipped over in this game is the fact that Matthew Stafford threw that touchdown and the game was tied now I don't I have still have no clue how a PAT goes from being what is it now 25 yards mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. to 48 yards they kicked a 48 yard PAT to win that game how in the world does that happen what penalty gets called on your team to back your PAT up that much? Uh, I'm not exactly sure because I wasn't really paying attention. It was on my second TV. I was, yeah, I was focused on the Titans. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't really see what happened. I just saw the one game and I was happy with that. I mean, I really just, I mean, that's baffling. And I mean, that's not an easy kick. I mean, he had to make that kick to win the game and he nailed it from 48. So, yeah. Oh, as as we saw in the Titans game, kicks are not easy kicks to are make. Not easy to yep. make. Let's go ahead and jump right into that game. Steelers won that one 27 to 24. First half, I wanted to open up my apartment window and jump to my death. I'm not gonna lie. It was tough to watch. We couldn't get anything going in their offense. We could not stop them. We had mm-hmm. one stop all day. They punted once all day. Mm-hmm. It's just our defense is killing us. It really is. If we had a defense, none of the all of our games have been close pretty much, except for the Buffalo Bills game. But mm-hmm. if we had a defense, I think we win those games by twenty because our offense is so great. Easily. Yeah. It's I so agree. Totally. Frustrating because we don't have Logan Ryan anymore. That's a huge loss now that we look at it. At the time it didn't seem like a huge loss. Jarrell Casey, I think that uh Jeffrey Simmons has done a great job replacing him, but I still think we're hurting. Mm-hmm. Clowney is playing like a bust. He's not yep. He's not worth the money. I don't see him staying unless he picks it up in Tennessee. I don't think we'll sign him back because he has done absolutely nothing for us this year. But I think there's we have to do something. We have to do something on the defense side of the ball. Yeah, and I don't think that there's really anything that we can get done before deadline day. Right. And that's what hurts the most is because there's so much potential in this team, and it's going to be the defense that lets us down game in and game out. 
Right. And I, I necessarily don't think that Steelers defense, obviously they're great, but I don't think they played the rest game against us. I think we shot ourselves in the foot more times than they did. Obviously you look at it at the end of the game, you have that intentional grounding penalty by Ryan Tannehill that pushed yeah. the goal back. I think, I, I think we shot ourselves in the foot on this game. I agree. And honestly, credit to both sides of the ball in the second half, because they really put up a fight. Yep. And our kicker just, I'm not going to blame it fully on him, but you got to start making field goals at some point. And he just hasn't done it yet at all this season. And I, me and Isaac were having this conversation, but I don't think you can hate on him that much because he has won us, what, three games now? Yeah. Yes, he has. So he it, has. I go back and forth on him, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't really don't know what to do. There's no need for to rely on your kicker when your defense is good and they don't score points. Right, right. So that is that. Steelers are now the only undefeated team in the league. Um, Who would have thought that? Not well me. deserved. Well deserved. Well deserved. They that was their first away game of the season, though. Let me say that. Wow. Oh, so they got some tough games coming up. They do have some tough games coming Including up. Including this week. Yep, we'll get to that. Is big uh, later is, on is Big Ben though? Is he just a certified offensive lineman with skill now? I mean, Let's be honest. Basically, no, that, that man doesn't move. That, dude, he had that one play where he like literally bumped into somebody and just like spun around and just flicked it. It reminds me of that practice clip where yeah. they're throwing the bags at him, swatting at him. Hey, yeah. hey, play like the practice, baby. Like yeah. Um, now let's move on to the Buccaneers versus the Raiders. Buccaneers looked offensively dominant. And it's safe to say after two weeks in a row, Gronk is back, baby. Gronk is back. He is back. Gronk, Gronk back. spike. And Fournette looked good in his first week back as well. He did. And, I mean, Brady settling into that Tampa Bay offense is kind of looking very scary. Yeah. Kind of looking and very I, I, scary. I questioned it last week and completely proved me wrong. So, credit to them. They played well. Yep, they did. I expected the Raiders to put up a little bit more of a fight. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know. I don't know if I'm caught up mentally on that Kansas City game, where I just think they're going to come up and put out a fight every week. But I, do you? Do we think that was a fluke kind of week for them? I do. I do. Uh, after watching that game, Vegas is still extremely talented, but they're still missing a few pieces, and I don't see them finishing with less than five losses. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think mentally, I'm just kind of caught up on that performance from the Chiefs because they did so well that one time. But uh, Buccaneers look great. I definitely have switched my my pick from New Orleans to win that division. Tampa Bay to Tampa Bay. As I agree. Nah, Fal- Falcons coming back. They got this. Yeah, shut up with that. <laughs> yeah, enough, enough. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're not going to talk about Chiefs and Broncos. Drew Locke's back, but uh, snow games. Snow Woo-hoo. game. It was cool to watch. Woo, first snow game. First snow game. I'm kind of upset. Patrick Mahomes only put up 12 points, and they won by that much. <sighs> but, you know, win's a win, whatever. Um, and let's talk about – do you guys want to talk about the Jaguars, the Chargers, or the 49ers or Patriots next? 49ers and Patriots. Yeah. Boy, yeah. Cam Newton sucks. He did not look good at all. He's just mm, – and they benched him for Jared Studham. Is it time that Stidham <sighs> takes over? I don't know. 
I think you got to at least bench him for a game to let the pressure get to him a little bit. He just had, I agree. He hasn't looked the same since coming back from the Rona. No, he hasn't. And maybe he's still recovering. He may be. But I don't even think he was doing that great before. Well, he wasn't. I agree. As, as not great as he was doing before, he's doing even worse now. So He was relying solely on his legs, basically, before he got Rona. and He plays a good defense in the 49ers yes. and gets exposed. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's just that clear. It's clear as day. And I, you guys, I don't know if I was with you or did the show with Elkins. And I said he's not going to be on the Patriots next year. And everybody looked at me like I was crazy. But I no, think it's 100%. it's showing. He's not. He is not. He can't play anymore in the league. He's well, just. It's like everybody says. Play. I mean, how how can Bill Belichick just? How can Bill Belichick buy into a quarterback like Cam Newton? Right, and that's not the type of quarterback that no. fits into his system. That's literally go like Cam Newton's style as a quarterback goes against Bill Belichick's religion. It's yes, and I, I don't even know why he took a chance on. I don't either. All I get it. He's he's a superstar, yeah. but is that really the guy that you want leading your team when you've had Tom Brady, who is this ultimate system quarterback? I don't think so. No. I mean, it's on and off the field, too. I mean, Belichick is very straightforward, get to the point. Cam Newton's just flashy. Who knows what the dude's going to be wearing in his postgame presser. And I thought I thought that was going to quit. I thought that wasn't going to happen anymore whenever he got to New England, but it still is. So, obviously, yep. Belichick got in, put an end to that. So The the 49ers have bounced back in an amazing way. Yes, yes. They really did. They looked they, good. They played their third-string running back over Jarrett McKinnon. And third string had three touchdowns. He went off. I think his name last name is Wilson. Wilson. Uh, but he got hurt. So and Mostert's on IR. So McKinnon's going to get all the carries this next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that helps him, hurts them, or what. But the games that Mostert has been out and McKinnon has got a lot of the carries. They've they've done pretty well. So yeah. Eye on that next game we're going to talk about is the Chargers and the Jaguars. Herbert looks great. <sighs> Yeah. I think I like this kid. This kid's got he's great. He's got everything it takes. He's a perfect build for NFL. Mm-hmm. And I think that they've just been in a lot of close games. I think they should have more wins than they do now. But I like the Chargers. I think they look pretty good right I mean, now. That's my dumbass move of the week. I benched Justin Herbert for Andy Dalton. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's, my, that's my dumbass move of the week. Um, terrible move. Terrible move. Terrible move. I've learned my lesson though. Herbert will be getting the start next week for me. So there you go. I'm kind of uh, seeing Jaguars. Let's Go talk ahead. about the ja- sorry, Bartu, but let's talk about the Jaguars real quick. Gardner Minshew, do they have to bench him and put in uh, Mike Glennon? No, nah, I'm riding the wave of Minshew the magic. Minshew magic. <laughs> It'll continue. You're gonna he's have bad games. I know well, that he's he had is. he's had bad games for the whole year now. Besides the Tennessee game, I know. And it's just win. tough because do you are you actually bought in on the backup? Because I'm not. No, I think they're screwed either way they go. But I'm saying <laughs> yeah. they got to try something. They got to throw the life raft or the the whatever the lifesaver out eventually. So I don't know. I think Jaguars are in a tough position. That's what happens when you get rid of absolutely every good player that you ever had. Let me make this point about the Chargers. Switching gears real quick. Yep. I think that Herber is kind of setting the tone of how Lawrence might be in the NFL because they kind of have a similar build, similar mm-hmm. play style. And it's very exciting to see Herbert thriving in this. Yeah. And I'm just I'm really excited to see what Lawrence can do next year when he comes. Yeah, I'm excited too. I think that's gonna I, I like that kind of style quarterback because I think it's just there's just so many things you can do with him. I think right. it's great that we're kinda we went to the running quarterback for a little bit, 
but mm-hmm. now we're kind of easing back into yeah. the, you know the West Coast kind of pro style quarterback. So I, I'm a fan of that absolutely. Well, the running quarterback never really worked in the NFL. Obviously, I think I, I, I said it and I got criticized for it, but I think Lamar Jackson had a fluke year. Yeah. I, I don't think he can can you know keep that going. Well, it worked with Cam Newton's uh, Super Bowl run with the Panthers, mm-hmm. yeah. his MVP season. But I mean, if like you look said, at it, if think, you look at it, it works for about one year, and then once they kind of figure the quarterback out, and once they kind of figure out a scheme to stop that, because I mean, NFL defenses, let's be honest here, they're far more talented than any college defense. Obviously, they're professionals, yeah. and when the speed matches up with the speed of the quarterback position, it's just right. the The athleticism of the defense is the exact same as the athleticism of the quarterback, exactly, if yeah. not better. Yeah. Yeah, even on I think even, especially now you have some freaks on the defensive line. Yeah, even at the even at the tackle position and the ends, they're yeah. so fast and so strong and so big. I think it's hard to absolutely do anything with the quarterback anymore, running wise. I agree. Yep. Uh, we're not really going to talk about the game last night. It was kind of boring. Yeah, it was. Nick Foles didn't play great, mm. but you know the Rams pulled out twenty four ten. But the last game we're going to talk about. This game cost me a hundred. I'm an NCAA athlete. I do not gamble. Um, <laughs> but this game cost me something. Uh, Seahawks versus the Cardinals. I and I got. Let me get this out of the way. Russell Wilson threw up way too many. Yeah. Kind of like screw it. I don't care where this ball goes. I'm just chunking it up. Passes. And obviously, they ended up costing the game with the pick to Isaiah Simmons in overtime. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Russ was my MVP pay- favorite. But Probably after, up until up until the fourth quarter. I mean, after throwing three interceptions that game and losing, uh, I mean, that's just a tough look. And obviously, Lockett had a great game. Oh, Lockett! Oh my God, he put up like four over. He put up like fifty. Fantasy. He almost yeah. fifty. I think he put up yeah. like forty nine. Yeah, which is insane. But I think you just cannot throw those kind of passes up. No, no, you can't. Especially in a critical position that they were in in overtime. Yeah. Right. He was just so loose with the ball. It, made, it, very, it was very aggravating. I mean, if you look, Colin Murray had a couple that he just threw up, too, but his receivers were able to come down with him. So, well, yeah. Especially yeah. that one to the back of the end zone when he threw that. That was nuts. I, did, I, I thought that ball was 15 yards out of bounds when he threw it. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, it might have been. It might have been. <laughs> Colin Murray played a great game. Calamari is a stud. Cal- Calamari? Calamari. Calamari. See the octopus now? He's an octopus, baby. He's got he's got eight arms, eight legs, and he's just swinging the ball around everywhere he goes. And I saw this tweet. He runs like a little kid that just got in trouble. And it is the funniest <laughs> thing, dude. It is the funniest thing. He's a stud, though. He's I, I wasn't too high on him, but it just goes to show he was just missing some offensive weapons. Yep. Uh, but a, a big loss for the Cardinals that's going to hurt them in the long run. They're running back. Seahawks. Hmm. The running back got hurt. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think he tore oh, yeah. a ligament, partially tore a ligament in his ankle. So he's going to be out for a little bit. But uh, Seahawks, I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll be fine. Chris Carson. Tough loss. Tough Chris loss. Carson Chris Carson got hurt in that Chris game, Carson too. Chris Carson got hurt right before halftime. And I was looking. Their backup got hurt at some point, too. Really? Odd. Oh, yeah. really? He had an uh, injury designation this morning on, on the uh, – Ooh, on the thing that's not good. Out, so. That could be bad for the Seahawks, depending on how bad Chris Carson's injury is. I mean, it was a foot injury, so. Right, right. So that is NFL recap. A lot of crazy games, a lot of awesome things that happened this week. I absolutely loved it. But uh, let's get into our dogs of the week. I'll start with my first two NFL. 
then we'll pass it to Noah, then we'll pass it to Mal, then we'll come back for college, okay? Sweet. Let's do it. All right. My first game, my first dog of the week is the Raiders plus two and a half versus the Browns. No OBJ. Baker, I think he has that recession. You know, you know, it's a cycle with Baker. It's a cycle. It good is. Game, recession, people hate him, bench, comes out, plays good. Yeah. I think we're in the recession of that cycle. So I think the Raiders went out right here, plus two and a half. Um, good pick. Thank you. My next dog of the week. I'm going to get a lot of hate, but there wasn't that too many crazy of a game, like crazy of games to pick. I'm picking the Bears plus two and a half versus New Orleans. It's a bold I, pick. It's a bold, bold pick. It's a bold pick, but maybe BDN, uh, Mr. Foles, has a pretty good game. And I think New Orleans hadn't looked that great offensively, besides Kamara, obviously. I think yeah. Drew Brees is kind of res- recessing. He's got a couple so of years. He's got a f- maybe, maybe one. one. Two. Maybe one. Yeah, at most two. But uh, those are my two dogs of the week. Let's pass it over to Noah. Uh, this week I got Detroit plus two and a half versus Indianapolis. I think that they're riding a high off of a big win against Atlanta. Um, I'm still impressed by DeAndre Swift. I think mm-hmm. he's been playing well and Matt Stafford. They've been good, not great. And I think that they edge it out against the Colts. And then I got uh, the Steelers plus three and a half at the Ravens. Still not totally, as I said last week, totally bought in on the Ravens and what they can do offensively anymore. And I think the Steelers proved this past weekend that they are a legit team and they should be the only undefeated team remain yeah. remaining. Good picks. Yep. I've got one pick. Um, like you said, it's not really that crazy of a week, and I'm not putting my credibility on the line as a picker. <laughs> but but I'm about to put my credibility on the line as a picker with my one pick. I've got the Dolphins plus four versus the Ram. It is two a time in Miami, and boy, am I excited for this game because it's either going to go one of two ways. Two is either going to throw five interceptions and get benched, or two is going to go absolutely ape shit crazy like he did in the second half of the college football national championship, and he's going to beat the L.A. Rams. So it's either going to go one of two ways. <laughs> I find that surprising because you're probably, if not the biggest Tua hater I know. Tua, okay, so Tua, if you look at the stats in college, big games, and I'm going to give a little shout-out to JP here. I like to bust JP's balls a lot whenever I'm talking about college football. But JP makes a lot of good points when we're talking about Tua. If you look at those games, Tua was injured in a lot of those big games he played in. The Georgia game where he threw a couple interceptions, he was hurt, and eventually he did get taken out of that game, bent for um, – Justin or Jalen Hurts, who eventually beat us, but you know we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about the NFL right mm-hmm. now. We're kill someone. Um, Don't start crying on us, man. It's, it's hard. It's hard. I see a tear coming out right now. <laughs> yeah. But but Tua definitely has the arm talent. Tua definitely has the composure to be a good NFL quarterback, and I think we're going to see this Sunday if he has it or not. I mean, you saw him take all of that in after he got his first playing time. Tua definitely is a great kid. It's kind of hard not to love Tua as a right. football player and as a, just a person, especially. I mean, y'all saw that video of him just sitting there playing the ukulele in the hospital after he had his yeah. surgery. Yeah. It's, it's just hard not to love Tua. Hard to root against the kid. I will it's say. hard to root against him. So. Is that your only pick? That's my only pick of the week. Okay. Yep. That's understandable. I, I kind of had to bullshit my second pick, but that's completely understandable. Let's jump to college football now. My two picks this week are magical, I will just say. Magical. Okay, let's, let's hear them. They're great. 
Um, but yeah, let's go. My first pick, shout out Carrick McGowan, McGowan, our buddy up at Northwestern. I'm taking them plus two and a half versus Iowa. They they came out explosive in their first game. Yes. Big win for Northwestern. I like them to beat Iowa here outright. I like that pick a lot. Iowa did not look very good Iowa last week, good. even with Purdue's head coach out mm-hmm. and Rondale Moore out. Rondale. Right. <laughs> so I think that's a la- absolute layup of a pick, and I think this next one is a layup of a pick too. Uh, well, sort of. I have Kansas State plus three and a half versus West Virginia. I think Kansas State is on a roll. I think the roll keeps going. I like them to cover either by winning by three or win outright. I like both of those picks. Like I said, don't really know much about Kansas State, but from they what seem you to said, be doing fine. I'll yeah. hop on the boat for this week. I'll yep. hop on the boat. Let's. Uh, all right, Bartu, what's your two dogs of the week for college football? Uh, this first one I got, I'm not fully bought in on, but I have Auburn plus three versus LSU. Ooh. Auburn has not looked good at all this but season. But they've gotten lucky. But they have gotten lucky, and I think that Bo Nix can put together a decent game against LSU and narrowly come out with the victory, so I have them winning outright against LSU. And then I have Houston plus two and a half versus UCF. Our people's national champion is just not the team that we thought that they were going to be. And Houston held it close versus BYU relatively, who was ranked at the time and is still ranked now. So I'm backing Toon to carry the offense, their quarterback. He's played all right. Um, Yeah, I just have both of those. They're not great picks, but I think both those teams can edge it out closely. I mean, is Auburn certified the luckiest team in college football now? I mean, if you look at the past 10 years. As of right now, I would give them that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, I was like, and was, I, I don't know. I can't remind this. Was the kick six the and kick six. the play versus Georgia? Yeah, where they same got year. To, was same that year. the same year? Same, year. same exact year. I think, think you've got to give it to them. I think they're, yeah. the, they're the luckiest them. team in college football. I mean, they but, got very lucky last week against oh, Ole Miss. They should have lost that game. I mean, that was, that, was the, that was the first game in my can't lose parlay, and I had Ole Miss outright, and I was very upset. Yeah. That. I mean, that was just – that was awful. Yeah. But we get into my my two picks for college football this week. The first one, Woo Pig, Suey, Arkansas is plus 11 versus A&M. Sam Pittman has absolutely turned that Arkansas team around. And I think whenever they played that first game against Georgia, everybody thought that Arkansas team was just the same crap show that they were last year. They put up a great fight against Georgia. And a lot of, a lot of Georgia fans, there's a lot of talk about – how that game was just awful and all that. But then Arkansas came out week after week and were performing, and they got unlucky against Auburn. Wait, was that was that the game against Auburn? When? Uh, whenever, when? Um, whenever Auburn, the Bo Nix backwards, the Bo Nix spike. Was that against Arkansas? My mind is absolutely gone. I don't uh, remember. No clue. I think it was. Yeah, I think I believe it was, and I mean Arkansas got really unlucky there. They should have beat, or they should have beat Auburn. Um, but Sam Pittman's turned that team around. Arkansas at least like them to cover. I think Arkansas could win this game outright if they go out and play like they've been playing all year long. And then my second pick is definitely a cover game, but Michigan State coming off of a absolutely atrocious loss, atrocious loss to run seven turnovers, seven turnovers. That team is going to be pissed. That team's going to come out with a little bit of piss and vinegar. I think they're going to hold Michigan to a close game. I think Michigan State plus twenty four and a half is a good 
is a good line to bet on. I don't. I think Michigan obviously is going to win that game. It's just a matter of how much. I think Michigan State could hold it to twenty four and a half points. I, I, agree. I, I agree with Mal. I think that's that's a really good. Really good line to take. It's a huge line for a rivalry huge. game. It is. It is. Like a stupid big line. Yeah. Stupid big line. But I do so, agree. Michigan will yeah. win. I just don't think it'll be by 24 and a half. I could see, I could see maybe 18. Yeah. 18, something like that. But for like you said, rivalry game, that's way too big. Of a that's line. a massive line. Way too big of a line. All right. New segment time. Let's get into our can't lose parlays. Can't lose parlays. Now, how many how many bets do you guys take in this? I took four. I took four. Mine, four. Mine's NFL. Are you guys doing college? Or? I'm doing college. It's a mix. College? Oh, no, it's a mix. mix. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, I'll go ahead and start for my NFL can't lose parlay. I have Buffalo minus three and a half next week. Um, excuse me while I see who they play. I looked at this last night. I'm not really sure. Can't remember. Buffalo, that's versus the Patriots. I like them to win by more than three and a half. Obviously, the Patriots are down on the dumps. I think the dumps continue to take them over. Mm-hmm. And my next game I have, I have Seattle minus three and a half versus the 49ers. I think the Seattles are a little bit – Seattle – not the Seattles. God, the Seahawks <laughs> are, are pretty pretty mad about that game that happened this week. I think the 49ers are a little too high after their game this week. So, I like Seattle to cover that three and a half. I think they win by maybe seven, maybe ten. And then I have two overs and unders um, next. So, my first over is over 44 and a half, and that is the Chargers versus Broncos game. I think that's very realistic with uh, Herbert and Locke playing. Mm-hmm. So I like the over 40, really 45 there. And then I'm taking the under 55 in the Titans versus Bengals game because I just cannot see that many points getting put up. I agree. Those are really good picks to parlay together. And that, is, that is my cannot lose parlay for the NFL this upcoming week. Perfect. I got uh, two money lines in college. Um, I have – Michigan money line, like we said, there's no chance that they lose this game against Michigan State. And no. then I also have – oh, actually, my other one is NFL money line. I have the Steelers money line. Like I said, mm. I'm not fully convinced in the Ravens right now. Um, I think Pittsburgh is a fantastic team, like they have proven time and time again. Yep. Um, and then I have the Jets and Kansas City over 48. I think Kansas Jets won't score many points, but Kansas City's just going to unleash on them. And I really expect the starters to be out in the third quarter. Um, but that doesn't stop them from scoring a ton of points. And then lastly, I have Ohio State minus 11.5 against Penn State. Ohio State's offense is way too good. Um, they cannot be stopped. And that's the only – it's going to be a high-scoring game, and Ohio State will just outscore them by 24. There's my prediction. That's what a very book, good parlay. Well, what book are you using there? Because I do have Ohio State on mine, but I have Ohio State minus 13 and a half. Uh, I was using my bookie. My bookie, okay. I'm on a Bovada right now, so. Okay. That was – Yeah, lines but, will be different. Lines are, lines are definitely going to differ, and – but I still like Ohio State minus 13 and a half. That starts out first pick of my parlay. Um, Penn State, obviously, we saw them last week. They're just, they just don't look like they have anything for that Ohio State team. No. 
My next pick is going to be horns down. You got Texas at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. I think that is just absolutely a gimme line. I don't see any reason Oklahoma State shouldn't beat them by at least 14 points. Texas is just not the football team we've seen Mm -hmm. in the past. My third game going into this, Notre Dame going down to the flats in Atlanta. I just, man, Georgia Tech, you hate to see it. Offensively, offensively, you know, Jeff Sims and Jameer, shout out to our boy Jameer. But, and, and John, shout out Jameer and John. And, and, <laughs> my boys. Uh, John's just a wrecking force at the defensive end, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Georgia Tech's defense has just been abysmal. Notre Dame, if you look at what they did last week, they just looked, they were firing on all cylinders. I think Notre Dame goes in there. It's a 20-and-a-half-point spread. I don't think Notre Dame has any trouble covering that at all. And then my fourth pick, I got to do it. Minus 14-and-a-half, Georgia in Lexington. I think Georgia – I mean, Kentucky's a good football team. They were able to pull it out against Tennessee. But, of course, Tennessee shot themselves in the foot a lot. We didn't shoot ourselves mm-hmm. in the foot. We shot ourselves in the face. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good football game. Don't get me wrong. Bob Stooch is a great head coach, but I think Kentucky's gotten a little lucky there with turnovers and games that they've played and just teams shooting themselves in the foot. I think Georgia, obviously, that defense is going to be absolutely just firing on all cylinders. They've had an off week to work. They practiced Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday last week, had a lot of good individual work from what I've heard from Kobe Smart talking in the mm-hmm. interviews. I think Georgia comes out and probably beats them by 21 to 28 points. I have a question for you, Mal. Do you think JT yeah. gets the start? I don't think JT gets the start. Kirby Smart's too loyal of a mother. Mm, mother, huh? Um, but Stetson, Good job, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, don't get me started about, don't get me start talking about Georgia, Georgia football. The meth words start flying. Uh, <laughs> all right. Overall, great parlays. Fantastic. Um, I love them. Let's get back into the fan favorite segment from last week. <laughs> Too good to be true. Too good to be Let's finish. run it. I, I'm going to go last this week because I think mine is absolutely shit your pants awesome. Okay. Um. So you guys can duke it out on who wants to go first. Mal, you, you got it. Go? All right. Let's go, Mallard. So mine has to do with a little bit of music here. Now, oh. you know, Mike Tyson and um Roy Jones, they're getting ready to fight. I believe it's on Thanksgiving Day. Mike Tyson has gone out and released an EDM song, and it is so bad. Are you serious? I what swear is to the God, name of this? Um, I believe it's called Mike Tyson. I'm, if my if my headset will allow the lisp on the track. The song is called. Um, it's just called Mike Tyson. It's by Tiki Lau, I believe is his name. And it, it's got a music video for it. And it's an animated music video. And in this music video, you just see Mike Tyson absolutely punching the shit out of this shark and just knocking this shark out. <laughs> and, and in the video, it's literally sure. the music. Like, Mike Tyson doesn't sing or anything, but he's like, I'm Mike Tyson. It's literally all he says. <laughs> it's, just, it's the greatest thing I've seen in a while. And it is just so bad that it's good. And I think Mike Tyson, you got to bet your house on him to win this oh, fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, without a when, when When a guy says that the gods of war have called him to resurrect himself, that is scary. That is just downright 
Ugh. My favorite part about Mike Tyson is the the gay slurs he yells at his opponents <laughs> in the weigh-in. <laughs> My favorite of all time happened to be the "I'll kiss you till you love me." I'll kiss you till you love me. <laughs> but uh, uh, speaking of EDM, like stars on EDM tracks, have you guys listened to Vin Diesel's like dance music? He's no, putting no, out. No, I have not. Out a song. <laughs> it's not bad, bro. It ain't bad. Shout out Vin Diesel. She's kind of fire. Like putting together some club, I could definitely see that one bumping. Not, not gonna <laughs> lie. Y'all, y'all got to go listen to this Mike Tyson song. I'm gonna listen to it as soon as we get done. I hope that he walks out to it. Oh my god, that, that would, would be, be fantastic. Be, I haven't heard that it, would be the best but that's what ever. I need right now. It's like it's oh, dude, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's good. <laughs> That was great, man. That was great. Uh, All right, part two, what you got, baby? You're up. All right, so this weekend I went down a little drunk rabbit hole, and I was looking up the highest blood alcohol content ever recorded in history. Okay. So you're going to be very surprised by this. This man in South Africa recorded a 1.41% blood alcohol content. That is... I think I think it's forty two or thirty two times above the legal limit. Jesus! And, and listen to this: the best part when he got pulled over, he was driving. Yes, yes, this man was driving. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. So oh, when he when cute. he got pulled Holy over hell. inside of his van, there was a woman, five children, <laughs> and this is the kicker right here: fifteen sheep. That had been stolen farms <laughs> across his town. He is known as the sheep thief in his hometown of South Africa. And I cannot even fathom to believe what was going on in this man's mind at one point four one percent. How big does this car have to be? It was some type of Mercedes Benz um, van. It's kind of like the ones that rappers take when they're going to their yeah. concerts and stuff. But I, uh, I cannot think Yes, yes. Yeah. That's and I wild. I still I can't process how you fit fifteen sheep into with, one place along with five children. And you know, him, if, you know his kids love him because he just they were just sitting on the couch and he came and was like, Hey, do you guys want to go get plastered and go steal fifteen sheep? <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, yes, because as a kid, that's, besides the getting plaster part, obviously, as a kid, stealing 15 sheep is some like Lego City crazy shit. Like, oh, yeah. Crazy. Oh, kids are little assholes, too, dude. They'll do anything you ask them to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Assholes, you can man. persuade them to do anything. I, can, I guarantee you he didn't steal the sheep. He got the kids to go steal the he sheep. He sent them out oh, there. Probably. There, 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 is no way, there is no way this man, what did you say, 1.4%? There's yes. no way this man would be able to walk, much less drive a car. There's no way he was going to steal sheep. He oh, probably I think that he could definitely like, He probably sprinkled something in their hand and like got them to lure the sheep back. Oh, yeah. There's I, no way this man was able to get the sheep. I have met a South African before. They are fully able to function while belligerently drunk. That is that is impressive. That is that was an insane story. That's that's a good one. Good for that man. Shout out the sheep thief. If you are out there, I need to shake your hand. I need to meet you. I want to know your life story because this is just a small aspect of you. And I know that there is something deeper down. Let's peel back. Let's peel back some layers. Yeah, this man is like an onion. I want to see his upbringing. It <laughs> <laughs> had to just oh, drink since he was a child just to withstand. <laughs> that much alcohol. He used to mix his Cheerios right. with beer. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. The Berrios, baby. Berrios. Mm. Are you guys ready? I need you to, you know, put on your invisible seatbelts. Okay. Snap it up. Because the shit is awesome. Okay. San Francisco Zoo's missing lemur was found oh. on a school oh. playground. On a school oh. playground? Oh. Playground. Listen to this. So the daily Dolly, it's in San Fran. City Police Department tweeted out, we found Maki, the stolen lemur from at San Francisco Zoo around 5 p.m. We yes. got a report he was in the playground area of the Hope Lutheran Church. <laughs> Until staff from the zoo took him back home. Here is Officer Haas with Maki. We're grateful Maki is home safely. And let me let me get into this article here a little bit. Yeah, dive really- right in. Shout out to Maki, dude. He just Maki. wanted to go and play on the monkey bars. That's what it was. Melvin, Melvin Gordon got him, took him to the playground, and just left him. Left him. <laughs> that was his Melvin Gordon. thought. Yeah. Melvin Gordon is a bad lemur dad confirmed. I think we might need to uh, check this lemur's BAC against the South African man. <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, Honestly, I think there's some correlation that we need to do a study with, with people being really intoxicated and yeah. stealing animals, because I think there's something yeah. there. There's got to yes. be something there. We need to have like the cork board with the red, like, like... What do you call it? Yarn connecting everything. <laughs> yes. Like Charlie and it's like Charlie funny. And, yeah. <laughs> no, no, here's my here's my question. This is something that like kind of just, just came up in my mind. So the San Francisco City Zoo, did they not have cameras? I don't know. Did, um, did they just not have any security system whatsoever? How does a lemur just up and disappear and you don't have any camera, any video of this lemur going missing? I don't you know. know. I'm but, starting to think it's kind of an inside job. Might be an insight. Okay, let me read the article and let's see what you guys think. He was found on October 16th. So he was already found by the time I read the last article and I just did not, could not find it. But okay, a lemur believed to have been stolen from the San Francisco Zoo was returned the following day after a five-year-old boy spotted the animal playing outside of his school, officials confirmed. The San Francisco Zoo said Maki, a 21-year-old ringtail lemur, was discovered missing from the Lipman family lemur forced exhibit Wednesday morning, and police opened a burglary investigation when they found, found signs of forced entry. So, probably stolen. Uh-oh. And here's a quote. We do not think he escaped. We think he was taken from the zoo, but we have yet to get confirmation on either of those. Okay. The search for Maki came to an end Thursday afternoon when James Trent, five years old, spotted the small primate on the playground at Hope Lutheran Day School in Daly City while he was leaving the building with his mother. And this is a quote from the kid. This is absolutely awesome. He was hopping around the play structures, but ultimately, while he was waiting to be picked up, he was hiding in the plastic playhouses. <laughs> he, like, he was the kid in McDonald's when your parents forget about you in the play place. And he was in the back dark corner, sitting there waiting for someone to save them. Basically what Maki was doing here. Uh, but Maki's home. And Maki's back. listen to this. This is the best part. The San Francisco Zoo, San Francisco Zoo, awarded the five-year-old kid that find, found him a lifetime membership to the zoo. Oh, wow. way to go, San Francisco! That is a round of applause that is, to you. That is wow. it. That is, that is, that is the best ending to a story. That could be a movie, and I would watch it every Tuesday. I would watch every it. Tuesday. That is every a motiv- motivational movie. Motivational you, might, movie. You, might even, you might even cry at the end of it. I mean, I'm watching that before I play the Super Bowl. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, if that doesn't get you amped. Am. Then just I just, I just don't know who you are. I can't think of a better way to end the show. 
I mean, do it for Maki, man. Do it for Maki. We're living life like Maki. Just yep. living like Maki. Playing in a playground, it. living his best life. Shout out to him. Shout out to the kid. And shout out to the San Francisco Zoo. Absolutely awesome. You love to see it. You love to see it. I still think we need to dive deeper into this inside job, but I'll start running some theories. Okay. I, I mean, we, we need some theories. Yeah, we do. I'll start. I'll fly to San Francisco and start doing. Do a little detective work once I get done with school and all that. But (laughs) guys, awesome episode. Thank you guys. Uh, I'm so glad you guys are going to be permanent hosts on this. Absolutely awesome. Any last words before we end the episode? (sighs) Go dogs. The usual. It is time to beat the little brother once again this week. Beat him like a red stepchild. Yep. Those poor fuckers. Oh, oh. We almost had it. Almost had it. That's fine. Damn it. We almost had it. But that is the episode for today. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Lots of great football. See you then. <laughs>